The following program is a presentation of Grand Slam Ministries. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Dan Scott Show. This is episode 39. And as always, we are presented by Grand Slam Ministries. I am Dan. It is wonderful to be back with you for another week. We have a great show lined up for you today and uh, just looking forward to spending the next hour with you here. Our guest today is a friend of mine and pastors a church uh, here in the state of South Carolina. His name is Brad Atkins, and we're going to tell you more about him coming up in just a bit. But uh, you, you go back uh, two or three weeks ago when we had Wayne Hager on from Zion Family Ministries in Wise, Virginia. One of the things that God has laid on my heart to do with this show is, is not just tell stories of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ in the lives of individuals, but now to start highlighting churches that are thriving in their communities in an era in which we're told church attendance in this country is down and more and more people are identifying as not only not Christians, but really no religious affiliation at all. There are churches out there who are growing and doing it the right way. And and I have to emphasize those words, the right way, because there are a lot of churches that pack the building every morning, every Sunday, or whenever they have their services, but they're doing it in a way that is not glorifying Christ, that what is coming from the pulpit is not sound biblical preaching, and in my opinion, there are a lot of people who are being led astray. When you go hear Brad Atkins preach at Lake Bowen Baptist Church, you are going to get the gospel. You're going to get solid biblical preaching. And as we're going to talk about in the interview, there are people out there in an era today where truth is questioned. I have my truth. You have your truth. There is no absolute truth. Brad Atkins preaches the uncompromising truth of Jesus Christ from his pulpit every Sunday morning. And you're going to hear the story of Lake Bowen Baptist Church and how it has grown, and now, because of that, how they're able to serve their community. We'll get into that and a lot more with my friend, Pastor Brad Atkins, when we come back in just a moment. Is there someone in your life who has been a spiritual mentor? An influence so great that you'd love to find a way to honor them? For a gift of $200 or more to Grand Slam Ministries, you can dedicate a segment of The Dan Scott Show to that very special person. Honor someone who is currently in your life or remember the legacy of a loved one who has passed. Make your gift online at grandslamministries.org and we will send you an information form which will allow you to tell us all about this special person, how and why they were a spiritual influence, their favorite Bible verses, and anything else that you would like to share. In doing so, you'll be covering our cost of one week's production, helping ensure The Dan Scott Show stays on air and continues to share stories of loved ones like yours. 
In addition, you'll get your own copy of the program in which your loved one's story airs, either by MP3 or CD. Help the legacy of your spiritual mentor reach others with your gift of $200 or more today. Do so online at GrandSlamMinistries.org. That's GrandSlamMinistries.org. Like what you hear? Have a question or comment? Maybe a guest suggestion? Drop us an email and let us know. Dan at DanScottShow.org. And now, back to the Dan Scott Show, presented by Grand Slam Ministries. Episode 39 of the Dan Scott Show. Coming to you on our 13 affiliates and in podcast form, if you're catching it after the original airing, Dan Scott Show. .org is the uh, one-stop shop for everything to know about this show and about Grand Slam Ministries. But you go to the Affiliates and Archives page, you can find all of our 13 affiliates. And when the show is airing in each of those local markets, and you can also access the archives there and see everything that we've done since we started back on January the 8th of this year. Or you can just search Dan Scott Show wherever you get your podcast, because we are pretty much everywhere. Brad Atkins is a, a friend of mine and has been for a long time. And one of the things that I love about Brad is that he saw me at my worst and did not abandon me uh, and ha- has been a, a great friend and a guy that I can go to for advice. And, and we talk about that in the early stage of this interview because as I mentioned earlier, the main focus of this show is God doing just incredible redemptive work in people's lives. And I've shared my testimony on the show on a couple of occasions and how God brought me from where I was and all of the things that I was facing and battling and running from him. And finally, on June 10th of 2012, coming to to uh, faith in, in Jesus Christ, and, and it's the best decision I've ever made. Well, I wanted to get into the early portion of this interview and just give you an idea. When I talk in my testimony about being an egotistical jerk, Brad is going to um, corroborate that story. So I want you to hear that. But when we began the interview, we talk about uh, how long he's been at Lake Bowen Baptist Church, and, and then we're going to get into his story of salvation and how he ended up at Lake Bowen and the incredible movement of the Holy Spirit that is taking place at that church. But uh, here is our interview with Brad Atkins, starting with him telling us how long he's been there. So I came in August of 2017, so we've just begun our seventh year, and uh, I've told the church that in the Bible— Year seven is the year of Jubilee, so we're just uh, waiting to see what God does in the coming year because he's, he's been so good over the last six years. We just can't wait to see what he does this year. Tell you what, the first six years there have flown by, haven't they? Yeah, I'm telling you, you blink, and it's like watching your kids grow up. Uh, you know, I'm blessed. I have a 25-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old son, and I see these young families with small children. I'm like, seems like it was yesterday, and... Every year when my anniversary rolls around on August 6th, I'm like, has it already been another year? 
and your wife reminds you, yes, it has. Where's my gift? Yes. Yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> because that's what they do. Uh, that's the way it works. Well, you and I first met when you were the pastor at First Baptist in Powdersville, South Carolina, which is closer to where I live now. And, and while I don't want this, this podcast to be about me, the, 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 the radio show is for the most part about God doing great work and the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And one of the things I love about you, Brad, is the fact that you saw me at my worst and you didn't abandon me. Tell people what your first impression of me was, because you had me, and this was before I was a Christian, you had me come into your church to talk about something. I can't remember exactly even what right. it was. But what was your first impression of me? And, so, and be, and be not, honest. Not, yeah, I will we'll be honest. Not being from that area, I, I did not know a lot about uh, Clemson sports history, Furman baseball. I didn't I know a lot about these things, but I kept hearing this name, Dan Scott, does this sports broadcast dan scott does this and so i was like well you know we're we're in a we're in a unique situation because at that time powdersville first baptist had had gotten to the point they almost closed the doors and so fast forward almost a year after that point was when they called me to be the pastor so small struggling convert uh you know group of believers uh congregation was was very small and was trying to reestablish the credibility of the name of the church and the community because it had just really gone through some hard times. And so when we started doing men's ministry events, I started thinking, you know, who is somebody that people would recognize their name in that community? And, you know, Dan Scott, I was like, I need to reach out to Dan Scott, see if he'll come do one of our men's ministries events. And so you agreed to come, and, you know, when it was over, and I've told you this before. I was like, that guy's a jerk, you know, and it was just, it was one of those things, you know, the first impression was that guy's a jerk. Well, he was a jerk because he was lost. And it was only through the progression of the next several years and seeing what God did in your life. I mean, when, when Paul says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old jerk, Dan Scott, passed away. And the new lovable dance Scott was born. And that, that really has been our journey. Uh, I know for, for years I used to send you a text, happy birthday, because I had in my calendar the day you got saved and that you had texted me. That, and it was just, it's been an amazing journey over the last you know, seven to ten years, however long it's been now to just see what God has done in the life of Dan Scott and how Dan Scott continues to deflect all the praise to Jesus. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually been just a, a couple of months past eleven years, and, and wow. uh, you, you you haven't sent me that text in three years, and, and it crushes me every every June the tenth well, when I don't get it anymore. So I just want you to not that I'm laying guilt at your feet or anything. Well, I I, I blame Apple because I got a new phone and I lost like tons of calendar events, <laughs> and that was one of them. Now, ironically, Dan Scott's birthday 
still pops up on my calendar because they, they'll tell you all these people you're friends with on Facebook when their birthday is, but <laughs> they, they don't care too much about the new birth on June 10th. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. We're, we're battling uh, battling uh, secular enemies in every uh, aspect of, of the world today. That's it. But, but I, I just wanted people to know that because uh, when I share my testimony, I talk about, and I actually use that word, uh, I, I, I describe it even, I think, like an, an egotistical jerk that I had become. So I, I, I wanted, I wanted you to tell people what your first impression of me was because well, we're telling all these stories of God doing yeah. great things in people's lives. And I don't want them to miss that. My life is one of them. Right. Well, I, and I think really, I think what happened in your life and I tell, I tell preachers this all the time, don't believe your own press. I mean, people are going to say all these great things about you, but don't ever forget who you really are. And because of, who Dan Scott was and the positions that Dan Scott was in and the reg- I mean, you were, you were like a celebrity in that community. And all that does is feed our ego and feed our pride. And I'm, I'm Dan Scott, look at me. And, and that, that creates that egotistical side of the jerk, you know, cause we believe our own press. As I like to say, when enough people start telling you that you're good at something long enough, you start to believe it. So yeah. and, and it does true or not? Yeah, so. and, it, and it doesn't take long to go from point A to, to to point B. Anyway, that that's that's enough of that. But one one of the reasons that that I I love and admire you so much is because you you've told me I was a jerk, and and and, I, and we all need that kind of honesty in our yeah. lives. So uh, I well, I, what did what did Solomon say in his wisdom? Better is a hard word from a friend than a kind word from an enemy. I mean, even when you were at that stage in your life. There was something about you that I felt drawn to that I need to engage this guy. I need to become a friend with this guy. And I was like, but I don't like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. Well, uh, as as they say, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. So I, I, I am I, I can only say I am thankful that that He put that on your heart because you've become a great friend and a guy that that I go to when when I need advice on things uh, quite often. Um, tell me about your faith journey. When did when did you come to Christ? What was your family life like growing up? Were you in a Christian household? Absolutely, and it's one of those things. You know, I, I grew up in a little small community called Motlow Creek, and uh, my mom and dad grew up at Motlow Creek Baptist Church. Um, the Atkins family was a couple of miles on one side of Motlow Creek. The Waldrops were up the hillside on the other side of Motlow Creek, and the community gathered there at Motlow Creek Baptist Church. And my, my dad, the irony is, you know, he he actually dated my mom's sister because they graduated high school together. He went into the National Guard with my Uncle Benny because they were in the Guard together, and then he wound up marrying my mom. And he jokingly said that, he was just waiting on her to grow up because there was five years in between them. But um, so you got this little small community where this man and woman come together. They start for the family and they stay plugged into the same church they've been in their whole life. And I tell people, you know, growing up in that environment, you know, where your dad's a deacon, your mom's a WMU director, your uncle's a preacher at another church. I mean, just surrounded by godly influence. But at the same time, I'm living in a world that's not godly. And so at a young age, probably seven or eight, I went forward to get baptized. And simply because my twin cousin, Sandra and Rhonda, 
got baptized that Sunday morning, and I thought, that's cool. They got to go swimming at church. So I went down front, and I said, I want to get baptized. And bless the guy's heart, he never once said, do you admit that you're a sinner? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you confess him as your Lord? It was just, praise the Lord, for Carolyn's little boy got saved, and he's going to get baptized next Sunday. And so from that age all the way through middle school, high school, I thought I'm saved because I'm going to church. I'm in RAs. My mom's WMU director. My dad's a deacon. My uncle's a preacher. And I'm good. Well, I was far from good. Um, Middle school started experimenting with things I shouldn't have been. By high school, had a full-blown issue with those things. And one month before graduation, the Holy Spirit of God just invaded my life. And that's the only way I can describe it because I was coming back from somewhere I should have never been doing things I should have never been doing at a time I should have been at home. And I'm working my way to get home. And as I'm making my way home, I'm passing Motlow Creek Baptist Church. And it was like this inside voice said, pull over. And so I pull over in the lower parking lot and that conversation begins of, You've got everybody fooled thinking that you're saved because you're doing all of these things. You're you're checking all these boxes. And I always warn people about checklist Christianity that we can create enough boxes that we can check them off to make them think that we're good. But in that moment, it's like if you died right now, you know you'd go to hell because you're not saved. And I cried out to God and I said, if you will save me and deliver me from these addictions in my life, I'll do anything. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, I want you to be a youth pastor. And I said, I'll do anything but that. <laughs> I loathe youth pastors. And uh, But God in his sovereignty and, and sense of humor, uh, fast forward a couple of years later, I'm doing, I'm doing youth ministry and I'm doing all of these things and I'm serving the Lord. And then it just continues to grow to where I get convicted that, you know, if I'm going to, my plan was to keep working for the family business at Walter P. and Air making tons of money, being successful as a sales rep, and do bivocational part-time youth ministry. I'll do some youth rallies. I'll speak at some different things, but I'm chasing that dollar. I'm going to keep making that money. And got convicted that I needed to pursue my education. So started going to North Greenville. At that time, was North Greenville College. And I jokingly say I went there to get an education. I met my wife, and I've been on the continued learning program ever since. But, you know, God brought me to that point that when I knew that I was called and set apart for his service and me and my wife were dating, uh, she grew up in a pastor's home and great family. I'm blessed to be a part of that family. Uh, but she said, I don't want to marry a pastor. I'm like, great, because I don't want to be one. I'm going to keep making money and doing this thing on the side. And so I tell everybody she married me under false pretenses because at that time I wasn't going to be a pastor. I had lots of money. But thankfully, she loved me because when I left the secular world to go into full-time ministry, uh, the money stayed in the secular world. And uh, we've been together now be 27 years in December. Um, so it's, it's been a journey. And it started out as my vocational sales rep, part-time youth pastor. Left the sales world, became a full-time children and youth pastor, then youth and education, then missions and evangelism, and then, you know, took... You know, when I came to Powdersville and we met, that was the first senior pastor position I'd ever served in. And it was one of those situations. Um, the church had gotten so small that they were desperate and I was willing. And so we came and was in Powdersville for almost 11 years. And now, you know, here we have, we've been Lake Bowen for working into our seventh year. So it's been a journey. 
We are visiting with Brad Atkins on this week's edition of the Dan Scott Show. He's a pastor at Lake Bowen Baptist Church uh, in uh, Inman, South Carolina. At least that's the the, the address that's given. Um, your testimony is kind of right along the lines of, of the, the main reason I've got you on here because God has kind of laid it on my heart to reach out to pastors of churches that that are growing and and thriving but are doing it in the right way it's it's not for show it's not just how many people can we get in the doors but it's it's churches that are preaching the gospel uncompromising loving but uncompromising and 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 they're seeing the kind of growth in the community that maybe doesn't exactly mirror what went on post-pentecost but but it, it at least it gives you that kind that kind of feeling and i have to tell you brad coming from the non-southern baptist world when we first moved to south carolina and started coming to southern baptist church my initial impression was that in a lot of cases it was a numbers game that yeah. oh you want to be saved cool come on up you want to be saved cool come on up and, and i i you know, I was looking for a lot of excuses at, at that time in my life not to not to uh, come to church, and, and I was running as far and as fast as I could in the other direction from God. But I did notice that, and, and I never forgot that. And uh, that's, that's why when I hear what's happened at Lake Bowen, just like the one we did two or three weeks ago with Wayne Hager in the church up in Wise, Virginia— Zion Family Ministries, it needs to be highlighted because it's it's being done the right way. And, and, and your testimony kind of parallels that track because you were a number before you were actually saved. Well, and I think, you know, we go back to talking about your story about believing your own press. You know, so many pastors and churches lose focus of that reality that, that it's all about the one. It's about the one that was far from God. It's about the one that didn't know God. But denominationally, what is the metrics that we celebrate? Uh, how many are coming to your services? How many are in small groups? How many are making professions of faith? How many are taking? I mean, it's always about how many, how many, how many. And that's why I tell our church that as exciting as it is, because we've seen God do phenomenal things and miraculous growth, but for me, the number that excites me week after week is how many people came forward and received Christ, how many people stepped out and took that next step. And if it's one out of 1,300, that's the number that excites me more than the 1,300. So when you got to Lake Bowen six years ago, and, and again, entering your seventh year, when you got to Lake Bowen, just kind of describe the, the situation, the circumstances that, that you walked into. First of all, God calling you there, did, did you resist the call? Um, what ultimately led you to believe that he was calling you there? You know, that's so funny. You asked it that way. When um, Pastor Mark Williams was a pastor at, at Lake Bowen for 20 years, and Originally, when he came, it was Rock Hill Baptist Church, uh, not in Rock Hill, uh, but it was actually named after a farming community in this area around the Lake Bowen area that was called Rock Hill Farming Community. So it was Rock Hill Baptist Church formed and founded in 1922. So Pastor Mark comes when it's still Rock Hill. Church began to grow. It had seen this over the years of growth, 
we don't have any more room, we don't have any more parking, but we don't want to move where we're at. And God used Pastor Mark to relocate the church, not only from where it was at originally when it was founded, but to also rename the church Lake Bowen Baptist Church, because it was amazing when people would say, I go to Rock Hill Baptist Church, they're like, you drive all the way to Rock Hill from Denver? like, no, no, no. So Lake Bowen Baptist Church was much more indicative of the community that the church was in. So Pastor Mark is there for 20 years. Uh, he leaves in summer of 16 uh, to go up to Tennessee. And the Sunday that he preached his final sermon, my family was actually on vacation uh, on Oak Island. And my Aunt Gail's niece, Angela, was a member at Lake Bowen. And she caught, I still remember sitting at the counter that Sunday eating lunch before we were going to play golf and her asking Gail to ask me if I would send my resume. I said, Gail, tell Angela I appreciate it, but I love Powersville First Baptist. We are happy where we're at. And I thought that would be the end of it. Well, like a month later, I get a call from Nana Faye a lady that literally has known me my whole life. She's worked with my dad. And uh, she said, I've been asked to be on the search team, and I just wanted to know, would you send me your resume? And I said, Nana Faye, I love you. I love your family, but I love Powersville First Baptist. We've been there for 10 years. We have open doors in the community to do ministry, and I'm happy where I'm at. And she said, okay, but I'm still going to pray. I said, Nana Faye, that's fine. And so like every couple of months, she would send me a text or an email. Just want you to know I'm still praying. And I said, Nana Faye, I'm praying for you and the search team. All right. So December of that year was when my dad passed away. And I still remember being at Patty's funeral home in Landrum, looking at the receiving line. And I see Nana Faye and her daughter Renee walking in to come see me. And I hadn't seen them, but maybe two times over the last 10 years prior to that. And... They came in, loved on me and my family, stayed for my father's memorial service. And that night at my mom and dad's farmhouse, I'm laying in the hospice bed that had been brought the day that my dad went into the hospital. He never spent a night in that bed. I'm laying there, and the, the Holy Spirit said, you know, Nana Faye and Bob and that family have been so good to you. The least you can do is just let them have your resume and just say, if nothing else, it'll show you this is not what we're looking for. And so I, this was probably 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I composed this email to Nana Fay and just tell her that, you know, the Lord give me a, a peace and a release to, to let you have my resume. And if nothing else, it'll let you see what you don't want. So next day, I get Nana Fay's response. And she says, I'm so glad you said that. We've closed the resume, you know, time period for people to send them in. But I've had your resume for 10 years. I just wanted your permission to turn it in. And I quickly said, Nana Faye, do not send that resume. I mean, it was a picture of when my kids were like four and six years old and had nothing that God had done over the last 11 years at Powdersville because I had not sent my resume anywhere since we went to Powdersville. And so fast forward, I update the resume, send it to her. Uh, after the first of the year, I get a, an email back in probably March hey, we've narrowed it down. We'd like for you to fill out this questionnaire. And then it was like, we've narrowed it down once again. We'd like to have you come in and meet with the search team. I said, that'll be great. And uh, they kind of played dirty dirty pool with the prospective preacher because they had their meeting with me at Nana Faye's house around her dining room table <laughs> where I had sat and had meals. I was like, 
y'all playing on a loaded field. This ain't right. So fast forward uh, that night, I knew God was calling us to Lake Bowen. And uh, when I left, I called my wife. She said, what do you think? I said, we're going to Lake Bowen. She said, you don't know that. I was like, no, I know. We're, we're going to Lake Bowen. And uh, the irony is my daughter had just signed a scholarship to play golf at Southern Wesleyan, and their home course was Powdersville's home course. I'd been the assistant girls golf coach for six years with my daughter. We lived five minutes from the golf course. So it was like, this is awesome. She's going to go to college. She's going to play golf. We're going to be able to go watch her play. And the Lord said, uh, maybe, but <laughs> it ain't going to be as convenient as you think because he moved us an hour and a half away from her. But uh, And it that journey began, like I said, August 6, 2017, and we've never looked back. Did it occur to you at any point in time that you were battling Scripture as you were saying no because two different people who don't know each other coming to you with the same thing? I mean, yeah. there, there, there's a scriptural uh, scriptural reference there. Yeah, well, but again, you know, I keep going back to this precept. Don't believe your own press. You know, God was doing such an amazing work at Powdersville. Mm-hmm. You know, we were seeing so many things happen and so many open doors in the community that it was like, this is where I'm going to retire. I mean, I don't I don't want to go anywhere. That's why, that's why I hadn't updated my resume in all those years because I had no desire to leave. And I'd had churches that had reached out to me and interest and all this stuff. I was like, no, I'm good. I just want to stay here. You know, I was I was in that sweet spot, that comfort zone. And I was just like, this this is where I'll be till I retire. And it was like, no, I got another plan for you. And I tell people, you know, for me and my heart, I'm going to be at Lake Bowen until I retire. But I don't get to make that call. Right. And I'm just going to be obedient to wherever he leads, I'll go. It's not just a song that we used to sing in the church. That really has to be the heart's cry of the Christ follower is that wherever he leads me, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I may not like going there. It may not be my plan to go there, but that's where I'm going to go. So what was the situation at Lake Bowen you walked into on that first Sunday? Well, <laughs> so the room was packed, which surprised me because they told me that in the time period that Pastor Mark had left, they'd seen some decline and some people had left and everything. And I was like, man, this this is incredible. I mean, so uh, I get up, I do the trial sermon, and uh, as they're taking me out for the church to vote, uh, half the congregation got up and walked out. And uh, the chairman of the deacons at that time, David McAbee, I'll never forget it, and uh, he came in and he says, well, he says the vote was 284 to 8. I said, man, that's incredible. And uh, he said, yeah, he said half the people that were there got up and left. He said, I think they came to see the dancing monkey. I said, David, I think you mean they said that they came because the circus was in town. He said, that's the same thing. I was like, I don't know that a new preacher should be referred to as a dancing monkey. But, you know, that's, if you don't know David Maccabee, you know, that's classic David. All opinions are not created equal. Right. But, um, so the worst kept secret in the community was that Brad Atkins, that was born and raised, you know, 15 miles down the road in Motlow Creek, was coming as a potential new pastor at at Lake Bourne Baptist Church. So there was a lot of people, as David said, came to see the dancing monkey or came because a new circus was in town. So Yeah, and if you had any ego, seeing half the congregation get up and walk out when you were finished would take oh, care yeah. of that, wouldn't it? I was like, well, that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was what was the, uh, the the membership number like when you got there? And again, it, it, it's not numbers you know, focused, but no, it is for yeah. the purpose of this question. Well, you, you, you celebrate the numbers because you celebrate what God's done over the last six years, right? So, like I said, that Sunday the vote was two eighty four to eight. You know, you had children. I mean, it's probably 
would say 350 to 400 were actually a part of the church that Sunday that were there. If you count all the kids and everybody, um, this past August, our average attendance has been a little over 1300. Um, this past year we, we baptized 99 people because I couldn't convince one more person to get baptized. So it wouldn't <laughs> so it'd be a hundred. So I mean, that's a, that's a true number. You know, it's not inflated of, right. Yeah, we baptized a hundred people. No, we baptized 99. So, um, and that's really how the church has grown, you know, even through the pandemic and everything the the big C church has gone through, we have seen so many people go from death to life, from darkness into the light over the past six years that have come to receive Christ as their Savior, take their next step, be baptized, God bringing people from different denominational backgrounds and affiliations, you know, Catholics, agnostics, I mean, just you name it. And seeing people, you know, at our church, you know, our mission statement is deliver, disciple, deploy. We deliver the gospel, we disciple the Christian, and we deploy the Christ follower. And so when you get people that truly embrace that mission statement of, I've had the the gospel delivered to me, and now I'm a Christian. Well, as a Christian, I'm going to get discipled. Because when I get discipled in what it means to truly follow Christ, I'm going to be deployed as a Christ follower. And so it's people, you know, going out and engaging people and bringing them to the church and people that are looking, you know, for something and a place where God can use them coming and finding it at 404 Sugar Ridge Road. So, Brad Atkins, pastor at Lake Bowen Baptist Church, is joining us here. I have heard you preach, and I think anybody who's heard you preach, whether it's in person or, or watching online or, or sees the clips that are out there, you're not one of these feel good, give you a motivational talk kind of guys and send you on your way. You, 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 you preach the gospel uncompromisingly and to see the church grow under that kind of preaching to me is encouraging because we see churches that have huge numbers, but we also see the kind of preaching that a lot of times those people are sitting under and and people can't see me, but I'm couching preaching in air quotes. Um, your church has grown with you, as, as they say, picking them up and laying them down, uncompromisingly mm-hmm. preaching what the Bible says in an era when people don't like to hear that, Brad. Yeah. Well, and this, <laughs> this you talk about clips. You know, our our media guys they do an incredible job putting out you know vignettes and sermonettes and all these different things for social media. But I made a statement. We were in John chapter six, um, where Jesus has just got through giving the hard teaching and many of his disciples walked away and they said, who can listen to this? Who can endure this? And it's one of those things I told the church, it's easy to draw a crowd. It's easy to get thousands of people to come for events, but it's hard to get people to just come sit under the word. And if you look at Jesus's ministry, it was never the miracles. It was never the signs. It was never the wonders that caused people to walk away. But, brother, when he started laying down the word, mm-hmm. I mean, it drew a line, and it drew a line in the sand. And I think what we're seeing in the day and age we're living in is that there are people that are so hungry for God's word. They, they want to know where the line is. They want to know what God has said because society, government, the world is telling them all of these things that go so counter to what the word of God says that when they find a church that preaches the word, and it's just like uncompromising that this is the inerrant, inspired, infallible Word of God. And we have, we're blessed. We have 
Pastor Mike is my executive pastor. Pastor Jonathan is our student pastor. Pastor Bill is our pastoral care. Pastor Christopher is our worship pastor. And we all five agree on the inerrancy of the scripture. And if Pastor Bill is teaching his D group, it's about the word. If Pastor Christopher is leading us in worship, it's going to be about the word. If Jonathan or Mike or myself are preaching, you know, to the large group gathering, it's going to be about the word. It's not about opinion. It's not about feeling. It's not about which way the wind's blowing in society. It's about the word. And when the word and Jesus is lifted up, because in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh, and that was Jesus. When he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And so I tell people, you know, ask me, you know, what are you doing at Lake Bowen? I'm doing two things. I'm preaching the word. I'm loving the people. And I think that's one of the things that God is honoring that. And trust me, it's it's not because of me. There's a lot of guys I listen to that are much more eloquent, better preachers than I am. Guys that I sit under and I'm mentored by are much better pastors than I am. But I'm just trying to be faithful to the only two things I can be faithful to. And that's preaching his word and loving his people. I bet they don't have the taste in music you have. Ah, you know. It's eclectic. We'll say that. Yeah, there we go. But just five or six more minutes, uh, and and we'll turn you loose here as we continue visiting with Brad Atkins. What has the growth in the church allowed you to do as far as serving your community and and even beyond? Oh, yeah. That's just amazing you asked that question. So back during the pandemic, which, you know, when we talk about that, it, it almost seems like it never really happened. And in some ways, it's something that happened we'll never forget. Uh, we had a uh, food pantry ministry that once a month, uh, they may average 30 to 40 families. Um, when the pandemic hit, uh, that ministry just exploded. It went from once a month to every other week, 100 to 120 families coming um, because, you know, there were so many people that were trying to figure out how we're going to make it, where we're going to get things. And, you know, we had the volunteers at that time, you know, everything was pre-bagged. People would pull up. Our volunteers had gloves and masks, and they would put it in the backseat of their car. And it just, it allowed us in routes to minister to our community that, you know, even at that time, you know, for, for the first two months of the shutdown, you know, we couldn't gather together. But we had the community coming to us, you know, because we were serving the community. Um, to where now, you know, that ministry still to this day, they, they've gone back to once a month, but there'll be 80 to 100 families that come. As our area is continuing to grow, we're finding that families are just more and more strapped financially. I mean, the housing market has just exploded. The cost of gas and living has just exploded. And, you know, it's one of those things I tell people, I said, you don't think about this. I said, but for some families, when they come and they get that four-pack of toilet paper, or they get that big box of cereal, that's a game changer for them uh, because they're at the point we don't know where we're going to be able to get this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has created in routes. Uh, we have a wonderful ministry called Anchor of Hope uh, that goes twice a week to downtown Spartanburg to feed those that are in low-income housing or, or displaced from their housing. I, I really don't like the term homeless. Um, because wherever somebody is, that's their home. And it, it may not be a house. It may be a cardboard box or a pop-up tent. Um, but we have seen so many people come to Christ through that ministry um, that now we're picking them up and bringing them, you know, 20 minutes to Lake Lone Baptist Church. 
and they're taking their next steps. They're they're receiving Christ. They're praying. They're getting baptized. They're being discipled, and I mean, it's just it's an amazing journey. Uh, and as our church has grown, now we're at the phase that our facilities have to grow uh, because we've we've once again outgrown our facilities. We've gone through two expansion projects, and now we're in two building projects to build a student wing and a children's wing. And it's one of those things for our community. As it continues to grow, if we're going to continue to be able to minister to them, we've got to have a place. And so uh, hopefully this time next year <laughs> we'll be close to moving in. We're a couple of months behind due to weather and vendors and contractors, but uh, it's, it's an amazing time in the life of Lake Bourne Baptist Church for sure. Just a couple of more quick things. I, I, I you, you use, you mentioned your social media people, and, and I think in, in this day and age, you know, like Billy Graham was kind of the pioneer in in using radio and then television to expand what his evangelistic ministry was we have these tools with the internet and with social media if we use them in the right way and and, and you reference what your social media people do but sometimes you just never know um the the greenville drive broadcasts are a very very uh, dedicated audience to a certain group of people that changes when a player gets promoted and goes to another step in the organization. Um, but uh, Lake Bowen has advertised on the drive broadcast the past couple of years. And uh, there's, there's a story about someone who found Lake Bowen on that broadcast and ultimately it led them to Christ. Can you share that story? Yeah, that was amazing. We got an email one night uh, from a guy that just introduced himself as, hey, I was listening to the Greenville Drive game and heard your church information and started looking into it. And fast forward, because I know we're running out of time, um, my associate pastor, Jonathan, pastor of students, um, he winds up leading him to the Lord. And he winds up getting plugged into a church, getting baptized in that local church. Because, again, I mean, it would have been, you know, 50 minute drive for him to come to Lake Bowen. And it's when your church is not about your church, but it's about the gospel. It's not about everybody coming to your church. Uh, we had, you know, two years ago, our Lake baptism service, uh, we had posted on social media and a young lady named Miata that lived down in Atlanta had seen the video. And I don't know how she came across it, uh, but she reached out to me. And so she drives up to our church the Sunday we're doing Lake Baptism, and we, our social media guys, made a, a reel about her story, and then that thing's had almost forty-seven thousand views that people have seen Miata's story, and it's one of those things that you know it's amazing. I mean, we had somebody this past week that was watching from Oklahoma City, and you know they log in, they tell us where they're at, and it's just like for all the bad and the evil that the enemy tries to do with social media. God takes and redeems it, and he uses it through Greenville Drive broadcast, through Facebook Reels. I mean, it's just amazing what he does with it. Uh, it, it if we are faithful and use it in the right way, as as Scripture tells us, it, it's our job just to plant the seed and, and leave the watering and, and ultimately the harvest up to him. Absolutely. F final thing for you, Brad. Um as we're talking about church growth and, and the amazing work that God is doing at, at Lake Bowen, that unfortunately is the exception, I think, rather than the rule in a lot of Christendom. At least that's what we're told. 
where do you see the future of the church in America? Because I know this is this is something that you've talked about, something that you've you've uh, spent some time on. Where, where do you see the future of the church? I think as as we see the world going more and more in the direction of the world, and this is what I talked about Sunday that that when a group of believers hold fast to the word, it draws a line. And there will be people that will choose one side or the other. You're either going to choose the word or you're going to choose the world. And so as our world spirals further and further away from the word and from God, we're going to see that there's going to be people that are going to start searching out for what is truth, uh, what what is reality. And so even though during the pandemic it created this fervor of I want to get back to church. I want to get back to church. And we we certainly saw that when we started opening the doors back up, but then life takes back over and we get back into the cycle of life. And then life tells us that everything else is more important than church. And so as we see the world spinning further and further away, I think it's going to create more and more of a hunger for people that truly want to know what does God say? What does my creator have for me? And so even though we use the the resources like social media and our platform of our live stream every week and the archives that people can go back, there's just something that you can't get across a computer screen, that you can't get on a podcast, that you get when you gather together. You know, that's when you look at the scripture tells us, you know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as some are the manner of doing there's something that takes place when you get a body of believers together in one place with one mind and one heart to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And it just, our spirits bear witness one with another. So I think you're going to see this great turning of people going and finding houses of worship where that's what's taking place. That it's not about politics. It's not about propaganda. It's not about agendas or platforms or even preachers, but it's about the proclamation of the word. And so I think we may be on the precipice of seeing what may be the last great revival taking place uh, before Jesus returns. And, and I love that attitude because so much of what we're hearing today where the church is concerned is doom and gloom. And, and I love the fact that that you believe that there is another spiritual awakening that's possible. And, and, it, don't, yeah. and it, only, it only comes through solid preaching and oftentimes it comes, if you look back at the history of the church, it comes in times when things are not going well locally or nationally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell folks how they can, if they're not in the area, because we have listeners from all over the country and, and all over the world, thanks to our friends in Paisley, Scotland, how, how can people find Lake Bowen Baptist Church on well, the, on the Internet? Scottish friends, I'll tell you how to find us. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, I don't know if they do. Com. Yeah, well, they were like, that was horrible. Um, sound like a redneck Scottish. Um, <laughs> but I tell people all the time, my, my lineage is I am Scotch, Irish, Native American, and German. And so if you take Scotch, Irish, Native American, and German, I mean, those letters tell you straight off the bat, I'm a Senna G. So uh, that was horrible. Yes. But anyway, so if you want to look on social media, LakeBourneBaptist.com is our website, Lakeborn Baptist Church on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, Instagram. We have a student page. We have a LBBC church page. Uh, if you're in the area or you vacation in the area, we're 404 Sugar Ridge Road, Inman, South Carolina. Um, 
We gather together on Sundays at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Our live stream is at 11 o'clock. We'd love for you to come check us out sometime or check us out online. And I hope you'll do that, especially if you don't have a home church or if you are outside the area and you want to get some solid biblical preaching. I would highly suggest uh, among the the handful of of, uh, preachers and pastors that I would personally recommend Brad is right at the top of that list, so I would highly suggest that you check them out when you get the opportunity. You will get biblical truth from his pulpit, that I can promise you. We'll take a break, come back, and get into wrap-up mode for this 39th edition of the Dan Scott Show in just a moment. Grand Slam Ministries exists to glorify Jesus Christ in multiple ways, through this radio show and its accompanying online digital, and video components through our sister websites, danscottshow.org and grandslamministries.org. And through furthering our core missions, mentorship, and providing food and other necessities to children. None of this is possible without your prayers and support. By making a gift to Grand Slam Ministries today, you'll not only help this program remain on this radio station, You'll help us grow our family of stations, allowing us to bring stories of God working in the lives of men and women everywhere to a larger audience. And at the same time, your gift will help us in the initial launch of those core mission programs. Grand Slam Ministries is in its infancy. We need your support. Will you help us today? Visit our website at grandslamministries.org and prayerfully consider a one-time or monthly gift today. Above and beyond anything else, please pray for our ministry. Thank you, and God bless. Want to see a listing of our affiliates? Check out videos or listen to past shows and explore our archives? It's all available at our website, danscottshow.org. And now, back to the show. Final segment of our show this week, episode 39 of the Dan Scott Show. Hey, don't forget about all of our social media. Just look for Dan Scott Show just about everywhere. Twitter or X, as it's now known, Instagram. Um, the Dan Scott Show Facebook page has kind of gone dormant. I do most everything through either my personal page, the uh um, public figure page under my name uh, or the Grand Slam Ministries page. Now, uh, those are the ones that are seeing the most growth. So we're kind of kind of keeping everything there, but we'd love to interact with you. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about what we are doing, you can email me, dan at danscottshow.org. Go to the website. There's a contact form there. It gets to me. I answer each and every one. And if you just need somebody to pray for you. Send me a prayer request, and I promise you I will do that. Whatever it is, uh, we would love to hear from you. And we just ask that you share the show. Tell people about what we're doing. You know, even 39 episodes in, we're just getting started in our infancy where this is concerned, and we need your help. And you may think, well, 
You know, he's hearing from all these people. He doesn't need to hear what I have to say. Yes, I do. It's important. It's important. So Dan at danscottshow.org. Hey, listen, uh, I mentioned a meeting last week uh, as we were wrapping up. That meeting took place, and it went very well. Nothing is settled yet, so please continue to pray. But hopefully soon, maybe as soon as next week, I don't know that for a fact, but hopefully soon we're going to have a major announcement about the future direction of this radio show. Um, So just keep us in your prayers where that is concerned. And, uh, you know, I don't want to harp on it too much, but it is a reality that whatever we do here, and that includes getting our core missions rolling sometime next year of mentorship and helping children, whatever we do requires financial help. So if this show has touched you in any way, I would just ask you to prayerfully consider making a gift. You can go to danscottshow.org. The Grand Slam Ministries page is there. There's a way you can do it online to make a a one-time gift or a monthly gift. Um, We are looking, as I have told you before, to try to build up to a base of 200 people giving $10 a month and 200 people giving $25 a month. And if that happened, then... You talk about God opening the floodgates to what this this show and the nonprofit would be able to do. It, it's just amazing. He is faithful. He's given us everything we've needed to this point, and he is going to grow this thing at his pace. And my job is to stay on his pace and not get ahead of him. So I continue to ask for your prayers there. But if you would like to help us out in uh, some small way, or whatever way God puts on your heart, danscottshow.org. There are ways to donate there. Or if uh, you'd like to send an old-fashioned check, make it out to Grand Slam Ministries, P.O. Box 35, Central South Carolina, 29630. We look forward to being back with you again next week, working on uh, a couple of interviews, so I'm not exactly sure who the guest will be next week, but I promise you, Uh, It is something that is uh, going to be uh, entertaining and is going to be powerful based on the people that I'm talking with right now. So just be in prayer for us, and we look forward to being back with you again next week. Until then, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you and so long, everybody.